In the book of John, chapter 12, beginning with verse 37, we find again what I consider an unusual passage. And so if you have a copy of God's Word, look with us to the book of John, chapter 12, as we'll begin reading with verse 37. John has told us why he's written this book. He's written this book so that we would believe, believe that Jesus is the Christ. He's laying the foundation. And so for the first 11 chapters, he's telling us about the 30 years of Jesus' life. And then in chapter 12 and following, he's looking at the last week of Jesus' life. And this is a passage, again, I think is very unusual because what Jesus is doing and saying at first makes no sense. But everything our Lord does had a purpose. Well, let's look at it. And I'm going to read the last part of verse 36, and then we'll continue in verse 37. Well, let me read verse 36, then the rest of the following. Jesus is talking. He says, while you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke, and he went away and hid himself from them. But though he had performed so many signs before them, yet they were not believing in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah, the prophet which he spoke, Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason, they could not believe. Because Isaiah again said again, he has blinded their eyes and he has hardened their hearts so that they would not see with their eyes and perceive with their hearts and be converted and I heal them. These things Isaiah said because he saw his glory and he spoke of him. Nevertheless, many, even of the rulers, believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the approval of man rather than the approval of God. And Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me does not believe in me, but in him who sent me. He who sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come as light into the world, so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my saying and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I do not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him at the last day. For I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. I know that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, tonight as we open your word to read and to study and to reflect, we need your teaching. Father, we need your Holy Spirit to guide us because, Father, in some ways this is a difficult text. Give us, Father, the meaning of it and show us, Father, how it applies to us today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is a difficult text. It's a fascinating text because in verse 44 and following, this 
passage, these are the last words, according to the Gospel of John, that Jesus spoke publicly to all people. Now, the rest of the book of John, we'll find Jesus talking to the disciples. We'll find Jesus talking to individuals. We'll find Jesus talking to Pilate, for example. But verse 44 and following, following, these are the last public words that Jesus gave to everyone. Now, anytime you find last words, however they are defined, they're important. So the last words, for example, of Jesus, the Great Commission, the last words he gave to the disciples, the Great Commission, is very important to us. So these words are very important to us because these are the last words Jesus spoke publicly to all people. But there's something strange about this text. I mean, even the way John sets it up, Back in verse 36, I just read, Jesus said, while you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become sons of light. Jesus is talking about himself. He says, while the light is here, you need to believe in the light. And then he says, Jesus went away and hid himself. Does that make sense? Jesus says in verse 36, while you have the light, believe in the light, and then he turns and walks away. Why did he leave? Where did he go? We don't have those answers here. I mean, they want to kill Jesus. We know that. And so Jesus, in effect, is again hiding himself so that he can come back to Jerusalem so he could die on the cross. Now, we don't know where he went. Maybe he went back to Bethany, maybe to stay with Mary, Martha, and, and Lazarus. We, we really don't know. But it's interesting how Jesus says to them, you need to be the sons of light, and then he leaves. And then John gives a commentary in verse 37 through 43 of what's taking place, and then we find the words of Jesus in verse 44, apparently as he is leaving. And as you look at the text, you'll find what's going on, there are crises taking place here. In fact, there are three crises that are taking place in this text first. There's the crisis of faith. The crisis of faith. Not like Henry Blackaby talks about crisis of faith. This is something different. Look back at verse 37. John is explaining something to the reader, to us. He said, but though he had performed so many signs before them, yet they were not believing in him. Now, we've already talked about that in this series. How is it possible? How is it possible to see Jesus? How is it possible to see Jesus and his miracles and not believe them? Now, I know right now we are very cynical. We don't believe anything. We don't believe the news. We don't believe social media. We don't believe what people tell us. We don't believe anything. I, you know, maybe I understand it today, but why not then? How is it possible that they saw the signs of Jesus and didn't believe. But John gives two unique reasons why belief does not take place. First of all, he says in verse 37, the people chose not to believe. That's what he says. But though he has performed so many signs before him, yet they were not believing in him. the, The implication of the Greek language is they could have, but they refused. In other words, they had the capability to believe, but they chose not to. And John is laying this foundation throughout the book of John, seven signs that Jesus gives. I mean, 
basically miracles, but he calls them signs. And so you had the turning of the water into wine in John chapter 2. You had the healing of the royal son, remember, in John chapter 4. Uh, healing the lame man in John chapter 5. The feeding of the 5,000 in John chapter 6. Walking on the water in John chapter 6. Opening the eyes of the man born blind in John chapter 9. Raising Lazarus from the dead in John chapter 11. In fact, John says later in John chapter 20, verse 30, there are many other signs he did, many miracles Jesus did, but they saw it and they chose not to believe. Jesus is the light of the world. He exhorted the Jews to believe in him as the light. Why they had opportunity. That's what he said back in verse 36. Why you have opportunity, you need to believe me right now. If not, there's implication, we're going to look at it, something called judicial judgment that's coming. Here's what's happening. Jesus is telling them, you need to believe while you have the light, and then he leaves. Jesus is symbolizing something that's taking place. While I'm here, you need to believe. But they didn't believe and he walked away. This is something very prophetic. Jesus is hiding himself, reflecting the truth that they have rejected. So why? Why would they not believe? Well, John tells us earlier in the book, in John chapter 3. In John chapter 3, verse 19 and 20, he gives us the answer. He said, this is the judgment that the light has come into the world... And men love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds are evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. And there it is. Do you know why they rejected Jesus? They love the darkness, they love their sins. Here is Jesus. He's performing the signs. They know who he is. He is the light. But they love the darkness. That's what Paul writes in the book of Romans chapter 1, doesn't he? How God has clearly revealed his power through creation. But he said man suppresses the truth in unrighteousness. They rather have their sin rather than have God. They made a choice because they love their sins. I've done this before, but I, I remember the, the person who, who, who made an impact on me with the statement. He was in another state, and I was talking to him. He had a Ph.D., and he had a lot of questions about the Bible. He had one particular question, and we were talking about it. And then finally it hit me. I said, let me ask you a question. If I give you the answer to your question right now, would you give your life to Jesus Christ right now? If I can answer that question right now, would you give your life to Christ right now? And he said without hesitation, of course not. I don't want them. I just want the answers. And I realize there are some people, they love darkness rather than light. To him, Jesus was an intellectual exercise. He wanted to trip people up. But if he had all the answers, he did not want to give up 
his sinfulness. He did not want to give up his life. And so John is telling us in John chapter 12, verse 36 and 37, he's focusing on their responsibility. If you refuse to believe in the light, it is your choice. When we present Christ to anyone and they reject Christ, they have rejected Christ based on their choice. But then John says there's a second reason they didn't believe. In verse 40, the Lord did not allow them to believe. Look at verse 40. Verse 39, for this reason they could not believe. You see how he started off by saying they chose not to believe. But now he says they could not believe. Why? Because of Isaiah. He has blinded their eyes and he hardened their hearts so that they would not see with their eyes and perceive with their heart and be converted and I heal them. These things Isaiah said because he saw his glory and he spoke of him. You see what he's saying? They rejected Jesus by their choice. And if you reject Jesus by your choice long enough, you will be judicially blinded from the truth. That's what's taking place here. He's basing this from Isaiah 53. He's basing this on Isaiah chapter 6. Two startling claims. This is why the Jews' rejection of Jesus was prophecy. They made a choice. But as they were making their choice to refuse Jesus, now they are incapable of believing him because of their blindness, their hardened heart. Now, we see it throughout the Bible, don't we? I mean, the first time we find, and maybe when Moses is talking Deuteronomy, he said, he summoned the people. He said, you have seen with your own eyes everything the Lord did in Egypt to Pharaoh, to all of his officials, and to the entire land. You saw with your own eyes the great trials of these great signs and wonders. Yet to this day, the Lord has not given you a mind to understand, eyes to hear, or ears to hear. He said, God has shown you, but he hasn't opened your eyes. Acts chapter 2, it says, Therefore, let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. That's a prophecy of God. We saw in the, in the life of Pharaoh. Remember Pharaoh? Three times the Bible says Pharaoh hardened his heart. And then after that, it said God hardened his heart. What's going on? The Bible says you have a choice. If you continue to reject God, God will continue your blindness. And that's what's happening here. Without God giving them that vision, they are not going to embrace the gospel. And Jesus said, I am the light. You have the light before you. You see the light. But they love the darkness. And they said no. And now God is blinding them. But there's a second crisis. The crisis of fear. The crisis of fear. Look, look at verse 42. For years, I misunderstood this verse. It says, nevertheless, many, even of the rulers, believed in him because of the Pharisees. They were not confessing him for fear they would be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the approval of men rather than the approval of God. John's addressing there are people who are afraid to accept Christ. They've seen the light. They know Jesus is the Messiah. 
but because of fear, they won't accept him. And what John is doing is helping us to understand what faith really is. Faith is embracing and accepting the gospel of God with obedience. What he says in verse 42 is, true disciples do not disguise their faith in Jesus. And so he says, there are some who believe. That's what he says in verse 42. Nevertheless, many, even other rulers, believe in him. Now, for years, I was under the impression he was talking about like Nicodemus or Joseph of Arimathea, but he's not. He's not talking about people of real belief. He's talking about people that, that just believe intellectually. Those kind of people. It's the same in, in John chapter 2. Remember that passage in John chapter 2? Many believe, but they didn't accept him. That's the non-saving belief. These are the people that believe intellectually in something, but they won't give their life to him. When Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, Remember, he, he said you must be born again. Well, these people are not born again. He said there are some, even the rulers, that believe. Intellectually, they believe. But they're afraid. And because they're afraid, they will not totally commit themselves to God. Verse 42 again, nevertheless, many, even of the rulers, believe in him. But because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him for fear they would be put out of the synagogue. You fear others more than God. You care about your own other than God. It's a problem. And then the next verse, for they love the approval of man rather than the approval of God. Remember in the book of Mark, chapter 8, Jesus said, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory. John is, is drawing a line in the sand. John is saying, you cannot be ashamed of Jesus in this society. You, you can't say, I, I'll, I'm going to be a secret believer. It doesn't work that way. The Pharisees would not confess Jesus because if you did that, you, you wouldn't have your power. You'd be kicked out of the synagogue. He said, so there are some, they intellectually believe, but they would not give their heart they disguise their faith. Why would John talk about this? Well, he's giving us a warning that we are not to be ashamed of Jesus. But there's a, a two-sided coin here because he said, true disciples of Jesus do not disguise their faith in Jesus. He said, but also in verse 43, true disciples of Jesus do not desire the praise of man for they love the approval of man rather than the approval of God. Some people believe in Jesus intellectually, but because of fear, they won't give their life to Christ. Others believe in Jesus intellectually, but because they want the approval of others, they won't give their life to Christ. They love human praise more than the praise of God. This is that follower who's confessing belief because he doesn't want to upset people. You know, every now and then, we'll, you, you talk to someone who maybe at a youth revival or even a regular revival, and they came forward. They said, I didn't know what I was doing. All my friends came down. But, I, you know, I didn't, want, I didn't want them to think badly of me, so I came down. They're not saved. They just follow the crowd. Or, you know, my, my family 
came forward. And so I came forward. I didn't want my family to be mad at me, but I have no idea what I was doing. That's the person John is talking about. On one hand, you have someone who believes but will not confess because of fear of people. And the other hand, you have someone who confesses because of the fear of people. But neither one are saved because they don't believe with their heart. They believe with their heads. And then he gives a final crisis, a crisis of finality, a crisis of finality. Verse 44, we see Jesus crying out now. He who believes in me does not believe in me, but in him who sent me. In other words, if you believe in me, you believe in God the Father. He who sees me sees the one who sent me. Again, if you see me, you see my Father. I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. Jesus is again explaining why he came. We're in a world of darkness, a world of sin. I've come to show you light. Verse 47, if anyone hears my saying and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I do not come to judge the world but to save the world. Now, what does he mean there? There are a lot of people in the world that take this verse out of context. What he's saying is, at this moment of time, I'm not here to judge you. I've come to save you by grace. I'm here now to die on a cross because the next verse talks about judgment. Look what he says, verse 48. He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. So Jesus is saying, I'm here right now for grace. I'm here right now to save you. I'm here for a purpose. But there is judgment coming. You cannot get away from judgment. That's what he's talking about in verse 48. He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him in that day. For I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and to what to speak. My Father told me to tell you this. My Father told you judgment is coming. I'm here to bring grace. I'm here to die on a cross for your sins. But judgment is coming. And my father told me to tell you this. My father had this plan from the very beginning of time to come and to save us. I know that his commandment is eternal life, and therefore the things I speak, I speak just as the father has told me. Jesus says there is finality here. If you do not accept the light, you're going to face judgment. You're going to face judgment. By the way, don't, don't we see this throughout the Bible? This is not something new. Remember Noah? Noah, the preacher of righteousness, according to the book of Hebrews, said judgment is coming. And Noah preached to deaf ears over and over. He said, repent because of the judgment of the Lord is coming. And he was building the ark. And he warned them day after day after day, and they didn't believe him. And then one day the rain came. Noah gave a warning for the people to get in the refuge of the ark, to be saved from the judgment of God. Anyone who believed could have gone into the ark. But no one believed except his family. Jesus is saying there's a finality here. I've come to give you light. And judgment is coming. And on judgment day, those who do not believe will realize their fate and their end, and that is the crisis of finality. When judgment comes, we're not going to get a second chance. 
when judgment comes, we get no second chances. If you put your faith in Jesus, God, the judge, will forgive you. God, the judge, will see his son's blood on you. God, the judge, will see his son's righteousness on you because you believed in the light. And Jesus is pleading with us that we will believe in him. Thomas Fuller once said, you cannot repent too soon because you do not know how soon it may be too late. Judgment is coming. I read this not too long ago. A small town, a man received a second notice from the IRS that his tax payment was overdue, and unless it was immediately forthcoming, he would be facing legal actions. Well, he ran down to the IRS agent office with money in hand, apologized profusely. He said, I would have paid it sooner. I never received your first notice. And the clerk said, well, we ran out of first notices letters. So we started sending second notices letters, and you know what we found out? People come to pay those. Jesus' words are God's final notice. It is a call for us to believe in him for salvation before the coming last day. If you're here this evening watching online and you have never given your life to Christ, will you do so tonight? Because whether you want to believe it or not, judgment is coming. And there will be a day when it's too late. There will be a day, just like as in the days of Noah, the doors shut on the ark. They couldn't open those doors. There is a day, a time, it'll be too late. Will you make that decision tonight? If you're watching online, if you would give your life to Christ, just, just text the word today at 270-398-5005, and the minister will give you a call. If you're here tonight and you've never given your life to Christ, will you do so? Because he is the light, and he's calling you to him. Would you stand and bow your heads? Our Father in heaven, we thank you. Because of your grace, Father, you sent Jesus to die for us. A plan from the very beginning of time. Because of your grace, Father, we can be saved. And so, Father, I pray that no one will reject the message. I pray, Father, that no one will hear this message and think, well, it doesn't apply to me or I have plenty of time. Father, let us all understand the more we reject you, the more we will be blinded. Speak to us now, Father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.